0: there's too many jellyfish. Hello, guys, and welcome to another opcast We're in beautiful, cool, and this afternoon, and I'm lucky enough to have the Blakey brothers. Ronnie. Ock, okay, how are you, mate? Morning. Hello, Ock. Pretty much the most influential, or guaranteed the most influential. Brothers in the surfing media. You guys have been at it for a long time. Really long years. time.
1: About twenty years. Yeah. Tracks. Started uh, with work experience for for the Big Bro. And, uh, yeah. Tracks, right? What year was
2: that? Yeah. Uh, back when Tracks was a big newspaper. Nineteen ninety two. I started.
0: Ninety
2: two. Uh, I did work experience in ninety two. Started at the beginning of ninety four. So bailed on year twelve to go down and. Uh, Working in Darlinghurst in Sydney, which is about the uh, least surf central place in the whole city. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, yeah, pretty much where, you know, the home of police corruption in the 90s and uh, <laughs> a lot of bad, crazy stuff went down there. I it was know, far that. removed. Just from New King's uh, Cross. Yeah, that's it, right there. Right at <laughs> right right the height of all that sort of underbelly stuff. So it was an interesting time to be working on a surf mag in that location. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, long you, you time.
0: Got, you must have some stories.
2: Yeah, well, uh, on the first day uh, I got to... To work, when I officially got hired, I was walking down from the Kings Cross station. That's where Mm. I used to have to get the uh, the train down to work, Mm. and uh, it was the morning after the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. Which um, coming from up here at at Newey, I didn't have a lot lot of exposure to, um, you know, all all the. just how big a deal that was in Sydney. Mm. And I remember walking down the uh, from the train station and there was a river of uh, bubble bath out of one of the fountains in Sydney that was about eight foot high. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of guys in their undies all dancing around in it. And I was like, oh, no, okay, well, not in Kansas anymore. And no, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a <laughs> colorful entry to Sydney for yeah, sure. Yeah, that is. <laughs> where
0: did you guys grow up when you were young uh, grasshoppers?
1: Just, just down the coast, here from Coolangatta, actually. Uh, it was a much longer drive back then. It took us about an hour and a half to get up here to surf or, or watch the event here at Kira, but uh, a little town called South Golden Beach which is Golden Beach, yeah, near New Brighton. Is. New Brighton. Um, yep. People might remember the name Jeremy Biles. Yes, He was our hometown hero growing up, still is. Yeah, yep. Bilesy, <laughs> um, but yeah.
0: That's he, where you guys grew up. That's where we grew yeah, up, wow. yeah, so just country, down there. Little country town.
1: Yep, went to primary school at Billy Nudgell and yep. uh, high school at Mullumbimby. Yep,
0: just in between Byron Bay and the Gold Coast. That's right. Mullumbimby's Yepy. high school captain oh just in
2: case. Yeah. Oh you were? Yeah, You're always sharp <laughs> today, my <laughs> yeah. goodness. Like I was like, did yeah. you
0: model when you were younger? Apparently I'm like, <laughs> you can still model
1: now. Actually uh, Vaughn was the model when we okay. were kids. Yep. He, he had a big modeling uh, contract, <laughs> which um, could probably still be running to this day. He was the combantrum kid. So he was the face <laughs> of uh, the worming. Tablets, yeah, he was Not on no the boxes way. all around the, thanks, the pharmacies thanks, in the country. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Yeah, he was the big time model.
0: How much money did your parents
2: get for that?: uh, yeah, I haven't asked mum about that. I <laughs> there's a trust fund somewhere that we haven't tapped into. <laughs> yet.
0: I'm looking at my cute little baby at the moment thinking, yeah. maybe he could do that.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's a curse mate. I, I remember going into a, a chemist when I was in high school and seeing my face on the, on the box, still there just behind the pharmacist there and just going, oh no. I think other <laughs> chicks at school see that, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Now nah, Newey was a good place to grow up. Yeah, so was was an absolute legend, like Ronnie said, and um, he was when he was uh, you know young and uh, running the Newey board riders. Yeah, we, we'd get these handwritten notes from Bilsie, who was club president, saying um, every mum needs to bring a uh, a baked cake to uh, my place, which we're going to sell on the markets to buy at the markets to yeah. buy a new club tent. Yeah. And you'd get down the markets and there'd be like two cakes, even though like 40 mums had baked them. Because I think him and Smitty, you know, would uh, enjoy quite a few cakes and have an afternoon around Dewey.
0: What kind of cakes were they? Well, uh, they were all sorts of
2: cakes, sponge, chocolate, but uh, the only cakes that made it to the markets were the carrot cakes, which the boys obviously didn't have much of a taste for. The, the ones that came from Nimbin.
0: Yeah, I think I they got smashed. <laughs> So you guys, um, how different or or similar were you with the past that you, um, that you, you know, they were both really similar. Ronnie, now you're like the anchor man. you're the man for the WSL. What you love, love your work on the WSL. Oh, thank you, mate. You and Joey. Yeah. How are you, Joey? We love you and looking forward to your new little bub to see what he looks like. Mm. And, um, yeah, so you, similar past, but then you kind of, kind of, let's yeah. let's hear about that.
1: Uh, well. Really similar when we were young. Uh, our our dad surfed, he got us into surfing. Um, you surfing
0: like Brunswick Bar and stuff, or the Beachies? Uh, yeah,
1: we, we actually got our first boards. I think we were uh, down at Scott's Head at the time. Okay. He lived down that way and uh, got us boards, but mum lived up the coast. So, you know, we grew up surfing, uh, just running down the street, just fell in love with it straight away, like most people do. We were still probably like Nine and twelve,
2: okay. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah, I think like, like some of my first surfs were in Newey board riders.
0: Okay. Um,
2: Matt Smith and Bilesie, Yeah. who uh, my mum were friends with their mums, and so they were saying she'd bring him down and get him in the comp, which is like a pretty typical way to start in Australia rock, as you know. Like the, yeah. the club scene is uh, really good for sort of getting kids into it and making them feel like a part of something. Um, but you know, I clearly remember Ronnie's first ever early when um, mum you know, wouldn't let him surf out front because mm. knew he's just a giant long beach with channels and rips everywhere. Yeah. And uh, she finally sort of said, okay, you can go for an early tomorrow morning. And he, he uh, climbed into his weddy, uh, just after he went to bed, got into his wetty, <laughs> and yeah. then slept at the base of my bed on the floor just <laughs> so I wouldn't forget him and uh i woke <laughs> up the next morning it was just howling on shore and i was going, i'm not
0: going <laughs> i'm oh, not no. going surf you but then he went out anyway he just,
2: yeah he just took off by himself and then i got busted because uh he went by himself yeah mum was dark on me for not looking oh. after him but yeah so uh after that though ron was um yeah we were just all part of sort of that that newy crew i guess we were mm. all called at the time and um yeah we just grew up surfing together and then i got a job at tracks after doing work experience uh Did a couple, of two and a half years there as sort of uh, the cadet journo or the junior, and then after I left, uh, the deputy editor, uh, well, Ridgway and Neil Ridgway and Wayne Dart at the time, they wanted to take on another junior, Okay. and uh, I think I just said Ronnie had done work experience, Uh, Darty wanted him to apply for the job, they did a full, you know, Nationwide screening and did the whole process, and Ronnie got the job there, and so that led us down the, same the media path. Yeah, yeah the media path. Yeah, working the same you're office.
0: Editor for Surfing World. How long have you been with Surfing World for? Ah, uh,
2: well, I'm uh, about two issues off doing a hundred mags. No way. hundred Surfing Worlds. So uh, that, that's
0: congratulations. about
2: congratulations. Well, I don't even know the maths on that. It'd be about yeah. eight years or eight around there. Yeah. yeah. So. Long time, yeah. But funnily enough, like uh, I did a hundred mags when I was at Tracks and Waves. Um, it's an awesome thing to go through those archives and see those old trips. And you mm. know, they're the trips Ronnie and I grew up on yeah. reading. I think my yeah. first ever Surfing World that I ever got was a subscription from my grandparents when I was about eleven, and you were on the cover.
0: I know what. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just
2: uh, you, know, you know, it's I'm embedded in in uh, Australian, yeah, in this culture of Australian surfing for sure. Yeah,
0: it's- Classic, I'm really stoked that they're still going, you know, with social media because I love to buy them. When I love to buy them is like when I go away on a trip. Mm. I'll go to the newsagent and buy surfing world and yeah. tracks, put them in my backpack and then read it on the plane or read it when you get there somewhere like you're in the towers with no television. So yeah. that's how you... And it's nice, read. isn't it? It's a
2: different read. It's yeah. like much more relaxing. you get your own time. You're not trying to shove it in your face. Mm. So yeah, that's, that still stokes me out. But then um, on the same token, you know, all this uh, podcast land and... Yeah. Um, all these new forms of media are just, just, just give you so much surfing. I mean, mm-hmm. you'd remember when we yeah. were grommets, mate. My, our first ever surf movie was uh, a copy of a pirated copy, copy of uh, *Filthy Habits*, mm. and that was the only surfing we had, other than like the odd snippet on the news or something.
0: Yeah, so like, we
2: just watched it, watched it, watched it. Played paused the Surf* shot on it and all that sort of stuff. And in the end, it was just a chewed up, you know, it just it was just like a mangled <laughs> tennis ball that had, I don't know, yeah. David yeah. might have been. But then you remember when
1: uh, we had our stepdad used to build these concrete tanks, and he built a tank for, for Dick Hall and uh, I think Dick maybe didn't have the money to pay for the tank and yeah. gave him a, a huge just a, a chest of all these entire surf video collection and he was distributing a lot of movies from the States at the time, too, so we, I've never even really thought about it like this, but we actually sort of took on this, all these classic surf movies and like when other kids were kind of getting into momentum generation type flicks, you know, the soundtrack to the movies we were watching included like voiceovers from like Matt George and it was almost (laughs) maybe our kind of commentary baptism. I don't know, it it was like maybe that's where it started, but you know, we were like listening to amazing surf stories, you know, stories about gendarmes surfing pipeline yeah it's like Switch b- yeah yeah bizarre like that we sort of tapped into that but mm. I guess we got a good history lesson there and yeah, yeah. I, I think just as far as our like our journeys though they they went in a pretty similar line for yeah. a, a long time definitely yeah. uh, Vaughan um, sort of led the way for me got into the magazines um, I followed him into that and then uh, ended up at Waves as well yeah and then I guess with the the way media sort of fractured and, and took on all these sort of different platforms, then our paths kind of changed, changed a lot.
0: It, yeah, and so na- that's you now being the WSL Command. Yeah. And um, what did, were you at any stage thinking I want to commentate or it just fell in, in your lap? Uh,
1: no, after I you left. you are good. Thanks, Ock. <laughs> I've had the pleasure of working with you yep. a bunch of times too, which yep. is great, and that, that was kind of, uh, you know, the early days for me were just bizarre because mm. I was suddenly sitting sitting there calling events with you and um, you know we also had the opportunity to work on a, a panel show here in Australia, we which did. was fantastic
0: yeah, for Fox Sports. That was really fun too.
1: But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, a bizarre thing after I left the mags because the broadcast, the online um, broadcasting thing, was really just starting to gain some momentum, yeah. um, and I think I was. Just in the right place at the right time, really. Okay. I'd gone freelance, I had some time on my hands. Yeah. Um, I was busy, so. <laughs> I got like was busy, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, because your brother's good too, I've come yeah. well, we and did the 2008 Pipe Masters. We did. With, uh, yeah. the,
2: that year the water went all chalky brown. Yeah, and uh, there was this classic moment I'll never forget where uh, we were sitting there and I think Kelly got a wave and a stingray jumped out. I did. Remember that? Yes, one? Yes. And then uh, later on. Oh did
0: you see that? I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> rewind st- that. Like, pause. <laughs> he was, was so a stoked stingray. on the
2: stingray. And then yes. the other thing that uh, really uh, excited you at that comp was someone was dressed up as Santa down at Off the, uh, off the <laughs> Wall getting a couple of big barrels on a sup. Yep. <laughs> and you were going, Santa's out there getting tens, I can't It's, it's going to be
0: Christmas. Oh, soon. yeah. You're, you're renovating the house at the moment is that your future house for you yeah. and your
1: wife and
0: your kids at Avalon yep. there three kids three yep. kids mm. born yeah, kids. No yeah
2: two boys, two boys. Uh, 12 and 10 turning and 13 this year and uh, not big surfers not big surfers the, the little one uh, Iggy he likes he, he'll get out there for me you know he'll he'll go like alright I'll come out for a wave and he'll get a few I took him out the past just recently yep. and he got a couple of great ones and we're starting to feel it you know you know that little moment where it goes from like this is a bit of a chore and hard to get through to just all of a sudden they're going hang on a minute that was pretty fun fun.
0: let's get back into the WSL Ronnie Vaughn too I mean I want to hear you guys uh, um, advice like it's just the surfing level that was incredible John John Florence yeah Um, at, at, at Margaret River yeah
1: it the, the like, whole australian I, leg i thought was yeah was pretty solid
0: yeah um but just you know the waves yeah. and the speed and those turns that he was doing yeah i had to say that's the best surfing i've ever seen do you agree mm. I
1: mean, yeah definitely so, I, I think uh you know i've been working on the the events for for about 10 years now um on and off and um just to see the i, I just think Margaret's provides a great platform for the competitors too i mean it, it's copped some flack over the years yeah. um, and, and I, I think just surfing has evolved mm-hmm. now to where the, the surfing that the competitors are doing really suits this location. Mm. There's a, a good opportunity to see the guys maybe get to the box yeah. if it, that comes on. Uh, North Point was a, a good experiment. Yeah, I, think it, I think it reminded us all like just how much the tour needs some new waves, mm. some new locations because mm. even though it wasn't firing at North Point it, it was, was just a so refreshing.
0: Yeah.
1: Refreshing to see yeah, those guys point. tested at, at a new location. Yeah. So I really hope that the WSL takes that yeah. into consideration. But the surfing at Main Break, yeah. I just, I loved it. Just to see big offshore conditions mm. that still allowed the competitors to do high performance surfing yeah. uh, was, was awesome. That's a good point you
0: make because a lot of the spots on tour that the, the comment says that, there's lots of good spots mm. around there that they could be mobile.
1: Oh definitely, like yeah.
0: Remember Yeah, Portugal's
1: always like that. There's always kind of waves happening on the other side of the Mm. peninsula. Uh, Brazil's like that. Um, But even more so than that, I just think that it would be nice to explore some of the other world-class waves that Mm. are obviously going off at different stages throughout the year. I I just think, uh, you know, everyone would probably be able to throw up a couple of great recommendations for new locations. Yeah, put their mind to it. Uh, G- what's sure. what's a G-Land, spot you'd love to see?
0: Gland, yeah. G would be cool. We had an event there, you know, when Luke Egan won that year. And oh, there's so many. You could have a mobile yep. contest in the Mentawais mm. without a problem. Mm. We done that one year um, yep. for the AP Pro, AP Pro Boat Challenge. We we had like three boats and the police, the army escorted us around, so they kicked out all the other boats <laughs> at, the, at the spot. So Perfect,
1: epic. Yeah, who won?
0: Well I won, <laughs> <laughs> but the only problem was, I love this story, yeah, the only problem was, I don't know if I've told this story on the OPCAST before, but the contest director was super weird and making weird calls, so we were pretty much over, it was me, Andy, Sonny, um, Bruce, um, oh yeah, just then there was a few more, but it was Sunny mainly, like, was like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna split the prize money mm. because this kind of is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing, and we're like, "Yeah, that sounds good." Like one day we went and surfed macaronis, yeah. and it was pumping four to six foot. We went foot the whole heat for an hour, <laughs> and, and we we're all you know we couldn't surf foot, obviously. And um, the kind was freaking out. But anyway, yeah. So I won the money. I won thirty thousand dollars, but I had to split it. But then I had to go home, and you know how much we pay tax in Australia, $30,000? I lost about
1: 15 grand. Whoa! Unbelievable. So the whole thing was like there was going to be no losers. No, and then the only person who lost was you.
0: Well, that sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually just think also there's some proven locations. You know, you think of Karamas, it delivered mm. in a big way uh, when it ran, and it's it delivered at the QS level. It has. For the, the Mad who is event. For the event. Mad Whoies, yeah. And um, I just think it's a... You know, Bali's a no brainer. It's a really popular destination for surfers. Um, there's great options as backup well, you could venues. Back venues. I
0: mean, you could but go to Geeland, you could go to Desert,
1: you go to the, Just to the Bukit, you know. You could but go you to Oki's Left. You could go to Oki's Left. Oh, if you can I afford guess. it. You know, <laughs> as much as like, we've spoken about the men's side of things, the women's side is super interesting as well. Yeah. Like crazy. Oh, so
0: good. I was going to yeah. bring that up. They've yeah. It's yeah. so good. Back in the day, um, you know, in the connoisseur, area, like the women's are beyond on, and the the it just like no one, everyone's gone except for the mm. women. You know what I mean? And uh, now no one leaves. Say like everyone's watching. Nah,
1: it's crazy. I and never then,
0: used to leave, by the way, but I'm um, really The only cool. one that stayed. <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've loved the women and just the way they've are uh, they've evolved. Yeah, they've gotten so good.
1: Definitely. Yeah, it seems like there's a similar thing happening on the women's tour to yeah, the men's yep. as well, where there's just this. A, another level of performance coming from those surfers who who've been outside of title contention or struggled to qualify in the past, and now they're stepping up, and it's kind of rattling the, those typical contenders a little bit. And uh, yeah, same on the men's side. There's veterans who are you know sweating for results all of a sudden. Yeah. it's going to be really cool to watch.
0: Yeah. But this be, year
1: though, John John's like.
0: I know, but that's what deadly. I was going to ask you guys. Do you think he is um, reignable? Can you rein him in at this stage? Oh, I don't maybe think you think so. not. No. <laughs> So you are shaking your head like, No, Well, so. my, I my pick for the world
1: head. title the past couple of years and even going into this season was Medina. Just yeah. on, on the, based on the fact that he's so good under pressure, uh, he...
0: But you're saying that the one guy
1: could is Medina. Yeah, and, and I just think Medina's kind of, he just doesn't kind of look himself at the moment. Mm. You know, like I, I, I don't know, yeah, in I the like past that, couple yeah, of seasons you know, I don't think there's a surfer that's had tougher calls than then Gabriel
0: yeah. as well. Yeah. But
1: then he gets some that go his way as well, so yeah. I don't know. It's just a, mm. an interesting one, but I keep saying to myself like, Medina will never start a year as bad as he started last year. And now this year he started the same way, mm. uh, even worse. And yeah, he's got I'm, a lot of work to I'm kind of
0: looking at a Medina that could maybe rein him in, or if Kelly went on a, a mad roll maybe, mm. which oh. would surprise me, but it could happen. It's
2: hard to, like, I just was not expecting John John to come straight out of a world title year yeah, and that, that sort time. of campaign and that sort of energy and getting home and all those celebrations that, you, you know, you, then, you know all yeah. about, but, and then just turn up and just be completely uh, better.
0: Better. Better.
2: And much better. Like, in market, like, noticeably, noticeably on a whole better. different level. Yeah. And uh, surfing like he just deserves to be world champ instead of sort of taking that second year syndrome or, yeah. or the second year off or yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm calling him, wow,
0: well, if he stays like that, he could break Kelly Slater's record. Mm. But anyway, let's move on, Ronnie. <laughs> um, greatest single heat you've ever caught?
1: Oh, there's a lot. Actually, There is a there's lot, lot, and they, that's they a hard actually, question. Uh, best surfing, like, there's a couple of different ones because there's kind of performances that have been won on turns. Yeah. Uh, John John at, at Margaret's was pretty yeah. spectacular to call. To, to see someone like put that many amazing heats together mm-hmm. um, was, was pretty awesome. But really he, he just didn't have anyone on the same par as him in that no, contest. No, so no, 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 they no. weren't really like those kind of epic battle heats. They were just fun heats to watch performance wise. But um, I mean definitely one that stands out to me and one that I, I really treasure was the final in Tahiti that I called with you. With uh, Andy, Andy. Yeah. Um, that was Andy's, emotional, yeah. Yeah, Andy's last event win, and um, you know, like, who, who could have known at that point that that would have been the, the last yeah, event yeah. that he'd take out? Um, so I think myself really lucky to have been there in that moment and to be there with uh, yourself. And um, obviously, you couldn't help but let your bias creep in during that call, which was <laughs> <What's that laughs> was unbelievable. Um, but that's well, yeah, you know, that's I, I was you know, it <laughs> no, was no way. <laughs> It was hard not to kind of let the emotion of that moment take over because I was sitting next to you. You had tears streaming down your face. You obviously knew what it meant to Andy, Yeah. and uh, it it was just pretty special. Like everyone, um, was it CJ or Damien in the final with him? Um, I think it might have been uh, CJ. C, CJ, yeah. And, um, CJ. Um, CJ was in the final with him. Uh, it's usually when you're talking about Tahiti, it's one of the hot goods. So I knew I was yeah. going to be right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I think even CJ, you know, was, was, stoked, yeah. was over the moon, like Kelly and Andy had that intense rivalry but when Kelly lost to Andy he just seemed so elated that Andy was mm. on his I way it, to this, this win.
0: Yeah, it surprised Andy, I mean we were staying together like we always do in Tahiti and you know, like he, he lost a lot of motivation like previous, so, so like he was so stoked, it surprised yeah. himself and yeah, we had such a ball, we had a really nice time that the whole the yeah. whole event actually, yeah, because Joel and Joel got knocked out early, so it was just me and Andy at the, in the house by ourselves, and and yeah, we, it was a very nice bonding time. And he won, and then we went to Puppy Eight Day and had a real good yeah. time. Mm. I remember that being on the point when he well, came
1: yeah. in and actually called yeah. Lindy and yeah. got to tell Lindy yeah. that it, that he'd won the event, and uh, that was pretty special. But there's there's different, I don't know, you have different memories. For different situations like Owen's win on the Gold Coast was really special just because of that. So you know, mm. It was, a, it was oh. emotional but then you yep. get heats where both guys are just on and um, you know I just think back to you know John John Florence and Gabrielle in Tahiti you know close heat there and I don't know those sort of seesawing battles which I like watching unfold but I'm just a bit of a cream puff and um, <laughs> when I, I have a I'm calling a heat where there's some kind of emotion involved, and there's a greater story unfolding yeah. than the performance. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, um, yeah I actually, the the first CT event that I went to as a um, a junior at Tracks magazine uh, was your your win at Bells, oh, no. and and that I, for me that that actually made me fall in love with pro surfing that really? contest because oh. just Bells is such a you know a rootsy event to go to and watch unfold and it just didn't really dawn on me how important it was to to people competitive surfing you know when it was someone's life and uh, it was obviously the the beginning of a a big comeback role for you and you know much like Andy getting his win or Mick Mm. having his win at Bell's as well where he was able to dedicate it to his brother, yeah. you got the opportunity finally to dedicate mm. a win to your dad, yeah. and I remember watching you on stage, and I was like <laughs> misting up, and it was just an emotional oh, event. We was win.
2: pulling my eyes out. <laughs> yeah. I was in the car park too, I was just uh, right there, just you know, the, the emotion of something about bells as well, though, don't you reckon? Like oh, you know, to, to be there, to your yeah. relationship with the wave, to, to see you know everything you'd been through, and to be in that car park where you remember it was starting to get dark. It Everyone was. was forced down. Everyone was wanted it so bad it happened. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps. Are now, you really? Like, yeah, mate. 100. <laughs> like it was just yeah, that was a good one. It was yeah. just so uh, I can totally relate to what Ronnie's saying and like those moments uh, when you get to be a part of them in the flesh. Yeah, it's one thing to watch him on the on the broadcast and the broadcast is unbelievable. Man. Yeah, well let's man, move oh, on. man, when There's you get enough, down there. Yeah, another oh, about oh, no, me. We go, enough about we go, me. tear let's, um,
0: <laughs> let's talk about the WSL. I mean, they've yeah. been working so hard to elevate this sport. Surfing, and which have done an amazing job of. Um, what do you think, uh, what's the most um, important improvement you think they've made?
1: Definitely a lot of improvements in the, the broadcast. I, I think um, there's just a u- uniformity, you know, obviously before the brands uh, controlled the broadcast and everyone had their, their, their different style and I loved all those different styles mm. but I think for anyone that was sort of a an audience member, member returning to watch the show, you kind of could get lost in what the messaging was from mm-hmm. each of the sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just nice. I, I think the surfers would agree to have this like, kind of um, consistent product yeah. um, that continues to evolve. But for me, the biggest leap has been in the women's okay. surfing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think the, the WSL committed to, to raising the prize money to adding world-class locations like Fiji and Trestles to the schedule for the women. Uh, they went from six events to 10 events, and all that investment that the WSL made there has just been paid in full with amazing performances and uh, an evolution that continues year after year. Um, you know, I think it's not just, we're seeing it after the Australian League, it's not just four surfers fighting for a world title now, You know, from one to 10, uh, and even some battlers in the rest of the top 16, um, it, it's just amazing.
0: Okay, let's move along. Vaughn, music, Goons <laughs> of Doom. Still in the band? Yeah, mate. You guys yeah. are playing soon, aren't you? Goons <laughs> oh, of Doom. Ah, uh, yeah. You guys been still playing going. for a while, how's Ozzy going? Yeah, Ozzy's
2: no, going good. Yep. He's, uh, he's living up at uh, Suffolk as well okay. now, so he's um, moved up from Sydney. and um, Nice. Band's so, you guys are all together. together?
0: You guys are playing at the Great Northern soon, or did you just play? We just played at the Northern. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, that was good. We play there
2: all the time. You did? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, Great Northern being Byron Bay. Byron Bay, Local. good pub. Good, good pub. pub. Good yeah. solid pub. But then, um, yeah, we still play, um, you know, we're still lucky enough to go around the world and do our little. Sh- I don't know if you'd call it music, mate. It's just sort of almost like a, a rolling thunder party <laughs> kind of thing, more than a. It's just. You know, more than anything it's an excuse for four best mates to hang out all the time. Yeah. That's it. There's there's uh there's a lot of um people who I guess get after pretty a long, big yeah, yeah, following. There's a good little yeah. good crew of people who uh, get into sort of jumping on board the the fun train with us. Um yeah, so uh yeah, it's still going, mate. It's still awesome fun. Unreal. Everyone's still Enjoying re- it. recording albums and having a good time. But okay. yeah, it's just more more than anything, um I mean, you'd know, like it's like surfing, it just Keeps all your friends together and doing something that you love to do. and Yeah. it's Yeah, it's sick fun. Right. I don't know to. what else to say about it. Actually, oh, no, it you don't have to say <laughs> anything else.
0: I want to join the band. Or a band. Do you remember
2: singing with us at uh, the Sands one night? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had to say
0: yes, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Being the editor for surfing, well, one mm. of the longest running um, public surf publications in the world. Yeah. Second to? Surfer. Surfer magazine um, in America. started
2: in a real similar way. Surfer yeah. started when... Um, uh, John Severson maybe, I'm sorry I don't, I'm not up mm. on the history of Surfer, but I know he started Surfer as almost like a, a promo leaflet for his surf movies, Yeah. Okay. so he used that as a way to sort of say here are the surfers that are going to be in movies and, and eventually it just became this monthly publication and, yeah. and uh, Bob Evans did the same for Surfing mm-hmm. World, so 1962, wow, same year as the uh, Rolling yeah. Stones played their first gig and wow. yeah, as Ronnie said.
0: Kelly won his first world title, so a long long time ago. Yeah, I think so. Kelly won his. first He wasn't even born. He's still going. uh, Nah. uh, Is there pressure though? Is there pressure because it's been going that long? Is there pressure? Yeah, yeah, actually. Month to month, every mag that comes out. Look at him. Feel the pressure. (laughs) There it
1: is. There's the
2: pressure. First oh, ball, mate. Every editor's bald eventually. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is the pressure like
0: the deadlines and stuff? Is mate, it the only? Uh, it's stressful. There's, yeah,
2: it's stressful because um, oh, my time management sucks. So <laughs> I, I leave everything to the last three days and then cram. Well, you it. got here hours else. Yeah, like it, exactly. <laughs> sorry about that, mate. Everyone, mate. But um, no, the the only uh, pressure that I care about, like, is the the stresses of deadlines and stuff. Just it's so. Uh, so cyclic and familiar to me now that it doesn't really affect me deeply but what does uh, sort of play into my um, thought patterns i suppose when i'm making a mag is that people bought surfing world in
0: 1962
2: yep. uh, and they were introduced to surfing through guys like midget and nat
0: yeah wow.
2: Well, and um those guys
0: nat young midget farrelly, nat young,
2: midget, farrelly um, midget just passed away uh, nat's Still going strong. Speak yep. to him often. Okay. Speak to George Greeno often. Wow. I'm in touch with all these legends because mm-hmm. uh, this was there. You know, this was the magazine. Uh, you know, ten years before Tracks. Yeah. Um, that meant something to them, and that launched their careers, and they feel sentimental, and they feel like the content of it needs to be important. And so, uh, for me, uh, at the start of every month, I've always got to make sure that there's something in there that those guys can touch base with. Um, and that the people who love those guys can touch base with. Um, you know, I get uh, guys like Bruce Usher, Albie Thousand, wow. original contributors to Surfing World, the first mm. issue even. Mm. And um, they'll just wander into the office, we'll call up, and no it's way. just this, mate, it just, they're living monuments to, uh, and and time machines to the past. I mean, you can get first-hand stories mm. on the birth of surfing in Australia from these guys. Yeah, And so, yeah, the, the only pressure I feel, uh, is never ever to do with um, criticisms deadlines. or yeah deadlines or criticisms on comment boards no. or like you know uh, conspiracies about what's going on in surfing and, and the power brokers ruling it or you know, all yeah, this yeah. crap we've heard so many times. Mm. The only thing I care about is that Nat Young can pick up the mag and feel like he's still connected to what's going on in surfing, in surfing wow. And that Sabre Norris can pick up the same mag. Wow. And yeah. as an 11-year-old girl, yeah. feel like there's something in there for her. So that's oh,
0: cool. yeah. that's
2: where I come from. Where I make every issue. That's and s- Some days I feel like I nail it, and uh, some months I feel like I completely miss it. And
0: you <laughs> know, you deep, have though. good it's and bad good. issues.
2: Yeah. But I mean, mate, like we're all part of this fabric. Mm. And um, uh, yeah, it's like it's important to me that you know now. Like even I just came from Crescent Head today, and I'll, I'll have a coffee down there in the morning with uh, a handful of. 70 80 year old guys who are stoked on the mag. On, on the mag
0: yeah. a very interesting question and it's coming up 2020 surfing in the Olympics mm. in Japan yeah. what do you think about that
1: super interesting it's going to be bizarre I'm not uh, I'm not opposed to it I, mm-hmm. I, I actually haven't really given it too much thought I'm interested to see who represent represents each country and, and who taps many? back into their heritage like are you going to be surfing for Italy I know like, there's Man, an opportunity, yeah. Like I, yeah, they're going to need teams, aren't
0: they? Maybe, I could Maybe. Be Yeah, you
1: could be on. So I know. I
0: know, I started training for a reason. Yeah, right?
1: my commentary buddy, strata <laughs> Wazalewski, is kind of putting his hand up for Poland. <laughs> is he? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's just a bizarre thing to think, who's going to be representing what countries, you know? That's going fun. Some, I never even some, thought about that. There's yet. some world-class surfers out there with some, like, pretty different heritage. And, uh, you know, we could have a freaking gold medalist from just some non-surf country. It's bizarre. And then secondary to that, I think, and it's probably actually the most important thing, is uh, what is going to be the stage for this? Because it's going to be surfing like completely out there for everyone to To kind of break down and have a say on. And is this just a laughable sport or is this something serious? And uh, um, we all know how serious it is and it's like, is it? Is it gonna be represented well on the beach breaks in Japan? I don't feel like it will be. Well, I think I think they need to get Kelly's wave pulled together. They need a left and a right, yeah. and they need a really cool criteria. And uh, I think I think, right, I think I mean, that would be epic.
0: It is scary because I mean, if there's no typhoon, or you know, in the it, it could be one foot, and mm. they're not going to be able to have it. You got to have it, right? Yeah. Mm. And if it's this big in Japan, people will laugh at it. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe not a Felipe Toledo doing an air, but they're not all gonna be doing that. I mean, not even one foot, it could be flat. Japan yeah. gets flat. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, interesting.
1: Gets really good ways too. So like I said, if they could have it as a, you know, call it on the day, if there's pump and surf and there's a good swell running and they can hold it, then that's great. But if they had a, a, you know,
2: a wave pull as a backup, that'd be pretty sick. It's like the one thing I'm looking forward to the most about uh, Japan Is Sally Fitzgibbons hopefully competing? Because she gave up a career as a potential Olympian. She she won two junior gold medals uh, in the junior like world, whatever the junior level of Olympics is. So uh, she's a gold medal winner for Australia. She was a track and field athlete. She gave that up to pursue surfing. Wow. So I mean, as just a a story that I'm already looking forward to. Imagine Sally Fitz winning the gold, getting over there and winning it as a lifelong dream since she was eight years old, but she gave up to pursue surfing. So yeah. that, to me, sounds like... She could do you know the decathlon
0: a, and like do the run, <laughs> the high jump, the you surf. Get her in on the yeah. back in the athletics. <laughs> the pole vault. <laughs> That'd be great. That is, actually, that's the next step, isn't it?
2: Get surfing into the decathlon. <laughs> oh, and then, yeah. like, yeah, we'll see Sally There'll and guy, Nick Banning,
0: like probably win. Uh, well, let's move on. You know what? A question that uh, I have um, wanted to ask you guys... Uh, Do surfers, you think, I know they do, but um, how much do the guys on tour and girls um, pay attention to what you guys say in the webcast? Oh, heaps. Heaps? Yeah,
1: (laughs) lots of attention. Um, Well,
0: I know they're watching it.
1: Yeah, they they generally... um, Do you get much feedback? Well, the the Heat Analyzer is basically a a coaching tool. Mm. So, um, surfers really go back and they analyze their own performance, usually with their coaches and, you know, like, in my position, often you know you're, you're kind of rambling. You're saying a lot of stuff, and sometimes things come out and they can be misinterpreted, and um, almost can be sort of taken on in a completely different way to how you meant it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes you, oh, I've you get. I've been
0: known to do that. Yeah.
1: Sometimes I mean, you get feedback from the surfers. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes they chuckle at things that you say, and, and sometimes they don't I like, like it. it, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes they don't like it.
0: Yeah. So yeah. you, they'll come up to you and tell you that? Um, certain people or
1: yeah maybe sometimes you hear it secondhand. Secondhand yeah. Um, but yeah I, I actually you love can't, it. I love you can't it when please someone everyone. I, mean, I love it when someone comes back to you and basically tells you if they're unhappy with something Yeah, yeah it,
0: for sure. You want to know. You want to know. I mean, surfing's very subjective like mm. you you can't please everyone. Nah. And some people like one surfer and some people like the other surfer and you, isn't that yeah. correct?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't actually Ever, I don't filter like my thoughts based on how the surfers are going to feel about what I'm saying.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you can't.
0: Otherwise, you're not going to say
1: anything. No, and and you know more often than not, I'm trying to tee up the guy next to me to kind of Back you, you up. know, have his say. Yeah. You know, whether it was Ross Williams before, and Ross was really good. Always had a a really honest him, kind yeah. of review of of what he was watching unfold. And now Pete Mel and Pete. That's gets great, into yeah. it as well, and it's great. And I like to sort of back and forth with those guys yeah. uh, about what I'm watching unfold. But yeah, I've definitely had feedback in the past from yeah. people who, who aren't happy with yeah. what's
0: being said. And um, social media, um, how big of a role do you think that's got in the sport? I mean, who doesn't wake up and Have look a at Instagram straight away? Yeah. <laughs> um, big part. Oh, yeah. Definitely fine. Yeah. Well, no,
2: it's huge. It's just um, that's just how you get your sur- like, you know, we you all get your fix. When we're all grommets, we all wish we there it was just surfing on TV all the time. It was mm. never
0: there.
2: No. I used to sit through, you know, uh, three hours of wild world of sports just waiting for the surfing. One little clip of surfing mm. and often it was just this random little thing at the end in the credits and mm. I'd still wait for it for mm. three hours and now, yeah. you know, I can lie in bed and wake up, roll over in the middle of the night, can't sleep, start flicking through the gram and just see it's just massive, it's just yeah, how we massive. That's just how we uh, basically eat our surfing now. It's just, it's just always there. It's on our phone. We're all super stoked about
0: it. Super
2: stoked. I think the only really downside to uh, social media is just
0: <coughs>
2: there's this uh, tendency to just kind of tear in and rip people down. And um, mm. more so uh, just as a... Uh, it's a big, I don't know how this culture of, of tearing stuff down and, and negativity, where it came from or how yeah. it started, but. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of people out there who who just want to say crappy stuff, man. And it just bums me out. That's the only thing that bums me about it. You know, I don't like going onto social media and, and, you know, like the world's not perfect. We all know that. There's all sorts of shit going on and, um, you know, surfing needs to be held accountable for some of the things that, that go on, like, you know, exposing new countries or new waves and, and mm. surf tourism is a big one that can kind of have negative effects on stuff. But generally speaking, we all surf because we fucking love it,
0: man. Yeah,
2: <laughs> That's why we surf. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, uh, I <coughs> if, that, I, wa- if the, I want bad yeah. news, I'll watch the news. I don't yeah. need it coming through in the surf
0: feed. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. And I do watch a lot of news and there's a lot of radical shit yeah. that's happening right now and yeah. I'm, I'm kind of scared. Yeah um,
2: exactly mate. So you don't need you know, to go nah. to the place where you love and you feel good about life to be mm. another version of that.
0: Mm.
2: not saying ignore it, just yeah. saying like I know. be stoked about what you got. Yeah well. I
0: mean in saying that the surf culture do you think it's changed? I mean obviously it's changed. Yeah. I mean yeah. Changed radically but only
2: because I mean when we were Groms man and you'd be the same too like well, it was just like this. You know we all went surfing because it was just this fantasy. It was just like mm. the best thing you could ever do with your time. And there's, like, what's that Mickey Dora quote about, you know, life is a waste of time, surfing's as good a way to waste it as anything else. (laughs) So, like, you know, it's not something serious. It doesn't have to be all that serious. We like to talk about it seriously because it means a lot to us. But um, at the end of the day, we do it because it's awesome. And I think surf culture uh, is just expanding. It's just expanding into places where, you know, when we were kids, we kind of wished it was there. We wished it was on TV. We wished people had access Mm. to it. And now it's actually there, people don't like it
0: anymore. Too many people yeah. surfing or I know sort of what I mean. I mean, you've got to teach your kids where the soul <coughs> is in surfing. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Cause especially, you know, like, you know, I've got Jay and he just wants to compete. I yeah. mean, but there is another side and there's a lot of soul out there in surfing. Yeah. You know, just look at Dave Rustovich. And, and well, dumb. just look at
2: look at you going for a, a wave, or, or any of us all here going for a surf. If first thing in the morning, watching the sun come up, and like you know, mm. it's not a spirit. It doesn't have to be spiritual. It just has to be something that you go. Well, that's spiritual in itself. This? Like how many other people are experiencing the this sun, part of the day? A beautiful a fit sunrise and or a beautiful sunset,
0: yeah. and, and getting. And you know and that everyone you know. who's
2: out there, like haters or lovers, are all, yeah, if they are and they're experiencing that. So yeah, yeah I think culture. Uh, for the most part is just expanding into places it hasn't been before. Mm. And um, that's really enlightening a lot of people, and yep. other people pr- probably are laughing at it. <laughs> you know, just going, what are these guys doing with their time?
0: <laughs> and that's where that
2: Mickey uh, thing comes in.
0: Yeah, I do get caught up in that. I think we all do. Well, mm. not everyone, but, but it's a good point you make. As yeah. brothers, did you feed off each other, did you push each other, or did you fight each other? <laughs>
2: all no. three, mate. All three. 100%. What did you, you fight mate. over when you were kids? Waves? Dropping in? Um, Girls? Nah, never chicks, but uh, (coughs) when Ronnie was uh, a grom and starting to get into surfing and stuff, um, I don't know how stoked I was to have him tagging along. I think I was like the big brother who always wanted to have a little bit of distance between me and my little brother. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, Ronnie was so, uh, such a frother. Like, (laughs) one of his uh, sort of go to moves in the surf if I was like paddling past, Mm. And I saw him flying down the line like, kick water in his face as he was like, flying oh, really? past me, <laughs> yeah, bully, total bully. But then if he did a snap near me, like, I was duck diving, and he'd do a snap, and then as he was sailing off down the line, he'd be staring at me, <laughs> over the back of the wave, making sure I'd seen it, <laughs> um, stuff like sure. that. And then um, later on, like it, when we worked together at, uh, uh, I was at Waves, he was on tracks, but they were next door to each other in uh-huh. the same office. And we had a uh, huge Barney in there one time where, uh, we were fighting over some story, it was, I think it was a Jack Johnson story of all things and mm. I ended up grabbing his head and running me out of the office and putting it through a wall. Oh no. And then uh, he turned around and sort of started throwing punches. And How, well were you, we, how yeah.
0: old were you guys then?
2: Oh, Twenties. That
0: 20s. 20s. Yeah. 20s. That's too old to be fighting as nah. brothers. No, it was good. It was good, <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff. No, uh, actually
1: a really good fight happened early on. Um, my dad was really good friends with Gil Glover. Um, when we were growing up, Gil Glover used to shape boards for rabbit and stuff. And um, Gil, for whatever reason, owned dad some money. <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I he said he said, "Oh, you can shape my son a board." And yeah. so Gil shaped me a board. Best board. Wow. Wish I still had it. In fact, I've been in contact with Gil, and he said he's going to uh, shape me a replica. So that would be cool. But I came home from school one day, I'd had this board for just a couple of weeks and I got off the bus and I raced home. Surf was really good. We used to get a view of the surfers we were coming down into our, our hometown and um, I raced home and the board rack was empty. And I was like, the new board's gone. And I raced over the dunes and looked out in the surf and you know there's nothing worse than seeing someone ride your, your new board. Better be. than you. Better came. than you, and it was Better, better than you, <laughs> and it was born. And he was surfing it and um, I know why he was riding it. He had this, like, uh, this old dog that had been broken like two times and mm. Dad repaired it and like, put steel in the middle of it so it wouldn't break again. And it <laughs> just weighed a tonne and uh, I got home and I was just in a rage. Just so angry and there was a, had you it was sort you? of like still oh, like on the, the rack like in the garage mm. like drying and uh, there was just a hammer and a chisel oh, no. like, right there. And I just took to the bottom of his board with a hammer and a chisel (laughs) and just hacked all these holes into the bottom of his board. And uh, Mm. I totally forgot about it after the rage had ended. And anyway, we were upstairs uh, after dinner that night. Yeah. There had already been a blow up about how old were you guys then? Oh, we would have been like 15, 13 or something. Yeah. And uh, I just said to him, like, we'd made peace by that point. And uh, I said to him, hey, I've got to tell you something, but yeah, you can't tell mum. And he was like, what? And I said, come downstairs. And I like went downstairs. I kind of had a smile on my face. I was like,
0: look what I've done to your board.
1: Look what I did to your board. Fight, straight away. And he just went, Mom, <laughs> and just screamed out my Mom. And she came just barreling down the stairs. And uh, he was allowed to ride my board until I Paid for his board to get fixed. Double win for me. Or. Yeah. So yeah, he was a great big brother. <laughs> no, no, that was uh, one of only a couple, yeah. handful of fights. Yeah, so no, I will say, case. like
2: in, in um, like more recent years, you know, Ronnie has taken on the role of big brother for me. Yeah. Because. Uh, but your uh, big brother? Yeah, well, I think he, uh, he. I'm the big brother, but he's, uh, you know. He's just a. Am
0: I, when I'm looking in there, I'm thinking that he's the big brother, yeah, too. Kind he of it. is,
2: he but is. But then he
1: takes his hat off and.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, mate, you know, like I've, I've uh, always been, I guess, uh, being a bit older and being around the Newey crew and, yeah. and all that scene when I was just hitting my teens, you know, those guys uh, instilled a good sort of wild streak in, in sort of the way I wanted to live. And um, Ronnie's got a wild side too, but he's uh, always been a pretty responsible thoughtful guy yep. with a, a lot of uh, good advice not just for me and um, all the yep. people who know him and his yep. mates and stuff but mm. you know like uh, a lot of uh, surfers have come to him for career advice at certain times over the years as well and I've, I've been one of you know a beneficiary of, benefited. <laughs> 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 I've benefited from that from uh, you know just his yeah. steady mind mate. Yeah. He's, a, he's a really thoughtful guy I think that's what makes him a great commentator and yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good thing to be little big brother sometimes
0: that's brotherly oh, love funny. right there yeah that's nice yeah. isn't it just hug that's it great. out boys um <laughs> most memorable uh surf session you've had together is Ooh. it away or in australia or just,
2: whatever session i got completely bailed in front of him <laughs> uh, that's all it comes down to have I you know.
0: ever had one like it was just the two of you and you're like oh, away no, somewhere ever,
2: man that's a good question
1: it was kind of rare because when we were both working in mags we were at different places oh, Okay. Yeah. quite often, um, but I don't
2: know. Nah, we've never done a trip together, we've never done anything like that. Maybe a few surfs in, yeah, you just Newey when we were growing up.
1: No, we had a surf at home uh, last year oh. at a secret spot that yeah. you know. I know. You and Luke know, and anyone that's seen the documentary knows. and. Uh, the waves that we'd heard reports um, that had I been really good. I
0: say, some BB. Yeah.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. BB. So uh, we had heard reports that it had been firing, and the bank had been good. Yeah. And I was just up at uh, Vaughn's place at, at Suffolk, and we were like, "Let's just go have a look tomorrow." And we got there, and no one was around. Oh no way! Mm, and it, it was like surfing the, you know, the just the dual wave yeah. in our childhood. The way that like we always yeah. everyone talked about and. You know legend of Jeremy Biles out there on big day surfing it by himself and yeah. uh, we surfed and it was probably only three foot on the <laughs> biggest set but yeah. it was just perfect well, yeah, runners yeah. and um, yeah it was just us out there so that was pretty special.
2: Epic. I was out the there big. that day. Oh you were? The, yeah the, the, the documentary. documentary, documentary yeah. Secret spot day. I yeah. got a got a call from a mutual friend and he was like it's pardon get down here and it's I was blood. like oh, I'm home and I came <laughs> down and uh I don't know if you got footage of the of the wave, but uh, yeah, there's there's, yes. w- there's we, one. Footage, uh, we
0: won't mention where it is. Just won't say where to it is, the local guys. But the
2: one wave that you get like a crazy long one, mm. and I think it plants you on the end. Yeah, I, yeah. But that one, I was on the inside for that oh, when wife. you first were looking at it, and I looked, turned around, and I looked at you, and I was going, I can't believe I'm surfing my home. <laughs> All right, whoop, this secret spot.
0: Yeah.
2: With Ock, and I was like looking at you, and I was just going, this is the wave. And you didn't even take off. No, well I was looking at you, mate. Your face was just. Like a staffy just like ah, you just want know, you I've want never you seen anything it? like it. Froth wine everywhere. And I was like ah, this is the one, this is the one, and uh, when it was worth it. When thank the documentary you. came out, mate, cause thank I was you. going wow, that's a memorable session. Mate. Oh, Good
0: thank time. you. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the Otcast. I just want to wrap it up with um, who who mentored you? You guys have had such a great career, and it's still going, it's still flourishing. Mm. Who were the guys um, or a guy that mentored you to get where you guys are?
2: Uh, for me, it's definitely um, Neil Ridgway. Okay. He's uh, he was the deputy editor at Tracks when I started. Yep. He was the editor when I uh, sort of by the time I worked there for a little bit. Um, just a crazy, passionate surfer. Absolutely loves the history, the storytelling around surfing. He, he like everything mattered. You know, every moment mattered. I remember when um, you were surfing the skins, for example. He was, I was at the office, back up in Darlinghurst, but he was calling me in between waves going, you should see what's going on down here, it is unbe... Like, just having a t- complete He's meltdown. And uh, just, you know, I think what he, he instilled in me more than anything was, like, um, uh, all of this stuff, you know, all these, like, this riding of waves, and, uh, you know, these these legends and the competitions and the free surfs and the characters, that, like, everything mattered. Uh, right. And everything contributed to a feeling that ultimately kind of does feel like surfing itself, anyway. You know what I mean? It makes it uh, what we do, sliding on bits of energy created by the sun and all that, all that stuff, makes it matter. Mm. And I, I loved that he gave me that. So he's definitely one
0: of the most Neil, amazing,
1: he's a great man. man. Yeah, yeah, no, Neil was uh, definitely uh, for me too. Uh, well, obviously, I kind of followed Vaughn into. That but as far as the commentary goes, yep. um, Sterling Howland, who was working yes. at Billabong back in the day, yep. who you know really well, yep. um, he sort of saw potential in me to, to yep. do the broadcasting and put me on CT events, which was huge. And Mark Warren, also, who yep. was uh, working at Quicksilver at the time, heading up their broadcasts. Um, so kind of those two guys for me, they they both, um, Sterling. Had a, a lot of experience in marketing and producing the broadcast and Mark had TV experience so uh yeah I learned a lot working with those guys.
0: Oh girl. Well guys it's been an absolute pleasure having well, you on out. the hotcast. Yeah, Thank you, mate. That's another hotcast. <laughs> <laughs> you too many jellyfish.